Welcome to the About Life with Joe podcast. I'm Joe, and your life is about to get better. Please subscribe and enjoy. Today with Margot, a recent college grad, we talk about finding your passion. It's a really fun episode, and I hope you enjoy it. How are you? How's the last week of college? It's good. It's crazy and sad and... I'm like kind of busy with schoolwork because I don't have like any finals, which is good and bad because I feel like everyone has more free time than me this week and I want to, but also next week it'll be nice. So where, tell me where you are again, where you, where you go. I go to Indiana. Okay. And did you, did you have a great experience? Did you, okay. Definitely. So you are honorary. You are the only college student that we have in what Emily called our group the um the og squad and i'm like okay that's what we are that's That's so cute so you're the only college student we have so you're like ready to get into the real yeah i don't know if i'm ready but i'm getting there so how old are you i'm 22. oh you're so young what oh so nice and young and then so you're moving home yeah. So I'll live at home probably for the next year to save money and then maybe move to downtown Chicago or I'm in like a development program. So I can move somewhere else, I think in a year or two, just depending on the availability within the company that I'm working for. But I'll probably just move. You got, to a, downtown. You got a job. Yes. Okay, well, that let's congratulations. That's like every parent's dream. Like you're done with college and you're employed. Yes, thank you. And I don't start till September, which is really nice because I'll have a final summer. That is so fun. And what are your plans? Like, you live in a suburb of Chicago, right, where you grew up. Mm-hmm. And what are, what do you, what's it like? It's super fun in the summer. I imagine being on the lake. Yeah, well, I wish I had like a boat on the lake, which we definitely don't, but Think about it and it might happen. True. Maybe that will be one of my daydreams. You don't need a boat. You just need a friend with a boat. I, yeah, that would be even better because then it's way less work on my part. Right. But yeah, the suburbs are super fun. A lot of my friends are coming back home, which is lucky for me because I know it's hard for my friends here at school who don't want to go home because their friends won't be there. But coming from a big city, I feel like I'm lucky because a lot of people from our suburb know it's easier to just work in Chicago and then live at home for a little bit and hopefully down the line live in the city altogether. That is so, so your strategy is you're going to save some money. You have a job. What, What will you be doing? I'm working for a financial services company, but I'm in a development program. So for the first year, we like learn about the company and kind of work on the customer service side. And then after that, we can apply to do like work in different aspects of the company. So I think I want to start in HR right now, but I really don't know. I'm kind of all over the place. That's why I majored in business is because I I don't have like a path that I want to follow and I wish I did, but Well, what do you like to do? I know that that's something that we're going to talk about today. Like outside of work and your life, like what are your things, what are your most favorite things to do? Um, I mean, hang out with my friends, (laughs) work out. I like working with kids, which down the line, I think that would be a dream of mine. Why Why not now? I don't know. I kind of want to be like a woman boss downtown (laughs) in finance for a little bit first. Why do you think you want to do that? Do you have this image in your mind? Do you have, is there somebody you looked up to? Is it, tell me what is it your sisters? Is it, what is it? I think a combination, like definitely an image and just like coming from a business school. I want to not like that. I, it's just because of my education, but I do want to use it. And I guess you would use it no matter what you do, but I kind of want to follow in the footsteps of a business student first and just have an image of myself. And then definitely, I mean, my sister, Christina, who you obviously know very well, I think she has a very clear mindset 
And when her mind is made, it is made and there's no turning back. She's going to get that done. And I envy her for that because I don't feel like I have that clear of a path in mind for myself. Well, you know, that's interesting. And that's why I wanted to know exactly why you wanted to be that like Louboutin wearing, you know, handbag holding, go into the financial district in Chicago working woman if your heart and your is drawing you towards like you want to eventually work with kids right yeah I also think a part of it is people kind of expect that I'll work with kids and like I nannied and babysat my whole like high school and college and I'm just like known to be like I guess you could say like good with kids and I feel like I want to show that that's not all I can do. I don't know if that's just the stubbornness in me. And like when I picked a business school, my parents were super supportive, but there were definitely like friends, parents were like, oh, really, Margo? I can't see you doing business. So I got to prove them wrong too. Well, it's interesting, Margo, like motivation is everything, right? And when people will plant the seed of how they see you, right? It's really how you see yourself that's important. Mm -hmm. You have to, we have to go back to your why why you're doing something. And that's why I want to uncover your why. And because it seems to me, you know what you like and you like multiple things. You don't like one thing and that's Mm -hmm. a good thing. Okay. There's more than one. Okay. I'm going to do this and that's all I'm going to do. So what if you thought about it in a different way and you know, you're going to now enter into the business world and you are going to enjoy that experience, take it all in, learn, because it's going to make you a better everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because the the basics and the fundamentals of business, regardless of what industry you're in or what you're doing will help you in your future, no matter what you decide to do, whether you stay in a business or in a financial services kind of sector, or you branch off and do your own thing, or you end up, you know, teaching or whatever. Not like teaching is whatever. I think teaching is the hardest job in the whole world. I agree. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm in awe of teachers of how they how they do it. But there is still the same principles that are applied to all of this. Okay. It's, it's about relationships. It's about how um, you show up in whatever job it is that you're doing. And I think that that's what we can work on this today like and talk about this it's a very interesting time because you're graduating college a year into a pandemic a year plus into a pandemic so you're going into some sort of probably hybrid work situation or either it's fully remote or it's partially back and forth right yeah they don't know yet since i don't start till september but they said they're expecting us to start remote okay so that's interesting so regardless of what you're doing and what you've studied and what you're pursuing, you the great news is you have a job, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and the great news is you have an open mindset around this job. And because, you know, everybody's different and because you're, your sister that happens to be just a couple, few years older than you, really it has her career path in the way that she wants, that, that's her own race. Okay, you are running your own race. And I understand because I have sisters too. We're all very different. And you really should stay true to yourself. Okay, and doing something because somebody else thinks you can't do it is a great start of a motivator. But if it fulfills you, then it's good. But if it's, if it's you know, think about what your intention of why you're doing something. That's what I'm trying to get to. Because no one is as important as you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how people see you, and I understand like how you want to probably change that image because I can already tell like you're so sweet. I would leave like a baby with you right now because you're, <laughs> right because you're so you know you would just exude that awesomeness, right? Like that that comfort that you're really good with kids. I'm sure kids love you, and I'm sure you love them. But what if it wasn't your job? And Mm -hmm. what if it was just a passion project that you had because you were so successful in business? What if you had the opportunity, and I'm just brainstorming here and thinking out loud, 
where you could fulfill both and not have to pick one or the other. And you saw it differently. And let's say you go into this career that you're starting in September and you really like it. You're gonna make your, you know, your work friends, you're gonna have a social life around work. It's a whole other batch of friends that you're going to make now in your 20s, you know, mm-hmm. beyond high school, beyond college, beyond your childhood friends. And they're kind of before, and if you choose to become a mom, they're before your mom friends. So there's like a subset of these awesome friends that you that you meet that are just at this interesting kind of, you're all starting your careers around the same time, right? Um, so it's an interesting time in your life because you can have a lot of fun as well and be really good at your job because you don't really have a lot of responsibilities outside of your job, mm-hmm. right? So it is a little bit like your job to just socialize within your work and network and, and do that. But what if you really liked it? And yet that still that still doesn't mean that you're not great with kids and you don't enjoy spending time with kids, but then you either found or founded or found or started to work in a nonprofit that helped kids in a different way and you were able to make an impact there both financially and with your time and build relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one way to look at it. You know, you could volunteer and help kids that are learning to read. You could volunteer. There's a million different ways to to fill that part of your life without you having to choose it as a career. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I've always been super into and wish I did more nonprofit work. And I literally always say to my friends who they can probably hear me because they're in the family room right now and I'm next to it, that, (laughs) that, that would be a dream of mine. And if my sister watches this, she's going to kill me for talking about my sorority, but I was like the chair of philanthropy for us. I planned all of our philanthropy events and like, it was super fun. And I really enjoyed the planning part, but the best part was being able to say we raised like X amount of dollars for read lead achieve, for example, or we did one for breast cancer foundation. Actually, we were able to raise. Yeah. That's so nice. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, on behalf of all women like me, thank you. That's so nice. Um, so I think what's interesting is you have that pull, like that is your passion. I know when we spoke on the phone, you're like, I don't have my passion. And I'm like, no, 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 you do. You do. You're just putting yourself in these boxes because you're worried about how other people, what other people are thinking of you, what you should be doing, how you kind of see yourself. So there's a lot of chefs making this soup and I'm here to promote you to Top Chef, okay? You are the most important chef that is making this soup right now, okay? And really, when you're doing something, you have to, really want to do it in order to do well doing it okay so it seems to me you're gonna knock this job out of the park for sure you're gonna do well because you're driven and you wanna you want to go down this road i suspect that you might enjoy it more than you think because of there's a whole other part in business Like there's a huge philanthropy arm in business. If you look at all of the top most successful people in the world, they all have a philanthropic channel. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one goes with the other. At least that's how I see it. And if that's your passion, you will have an opportunity to do that. And you don't have to figure out how you're going to do that right now. You're just starting. So give yourself the grace and the time to just kind of enjoy where you are okay and instead of looking at like what this one is doing what that one is doing what you think people think you should be doing or not doing do what you want to do and especially in your time off okay because this is the first time you have a corporate job right so it doesn't run like college and it doesn't run like high school and it doesn't run like a part-time summer job Chances are you'll have a very predictable schedule. You'll have your scheduled vacations. You'll have your stuff. 
So you're going to find yourself with some permanently scheduled time that's free. So it's not like being in college where your 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 um, classes change every semester and you can't really commit to doing one thing long term outside of school. Um, but what if you, once you got your feet wet, or maybe you took some time this summer because before you start your job and you looked into an organization that was close to your new work, because one day you will eventually go back there, right? Mm-hmm. And you, um, that, that checked the box or spoke to you some way, and you started to volunteer a couple hours a week there. Now, in the summer. Okay, it's good. I really should. <laughs> and, you, and if you want to, you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's really what you want, not what you should do. But if you really want to do it, I feel like it's going to give you the fulfillment that you're looking for. And it checks that little box. And it doesn't really matter what you do for your work, your, your money earning job. This will always be like a special thing that you do for yourself. Okay, so when you, because things, it's a new job and things will happen and you're working remotely, you're not going to be in some big social setting, you're going back home, there's a lot of changes happening for you, okay? It would be really nice for you to have that standard thing that you have every week that you look forward to that just has something to do for you and, and you giving back to whatever organization you choose to lend time to. And maybe it's not an organization. Maybe it's somebody that your family knows and they have a they have a child that needs that's in high school that needs some help with reading or like mentoring or maybe it's a little kid whose parents are going back to work and you know you want to spend 2 hours with them a week, you know, to do some sort of enrichment like any way you can affect another life outside of your own is going to plant this seed, this like foundation in your corporate work, in your corporate life, that no matter what you do in business, and you will be wildly successful, I'm sure, that's going to, that seed is going to grow and grow and grow. And it's going to be an additional motivator in your life. Does that make sense? Yes, for sure. I feel like it's funny you said, like, worrying about the path you should take and what others think because my friend and I who's from home so she's from the same suburb as me we went to high school together we went on a walk today and we were saying how like everyone not everyone but most people from our suburb know each other like we know our whole graduating class from our high school and how we basically just followed this normal path from our town like we went to a big 10 school which of course being from a suburb of Chicago A lot of us go to school in the Midwest at these huge schools. And now after college, we have our jobs lined up in Chicago, which I'm super excited about. But it's funny because we were literally saying like how we followed this normal path versus like one of our friends who ended up deciding to go to esthetician school. And we're like, I'm kind of jealous that she knew that that's exactly what she wanted and wasn't afraid to be like, you know what? I'm going to drop out of college and do it. Of course, I'm more than grateful for my education and it's what I want, but we were saying how we just followed this exact path that everyone follows basically. You know, and it's not, it's a good, it's a great path. So mm-hmm. when somebody's paved the way, it's not, you know, but it is, my kids are in this, the same kind of 2.0 version over here. I mean, on the East coast, it's a little different. They end up going to smaller liberal arts schools and somebody goes to a big 10 school it's like whoa you know mm-hmm. uh, they end up going to a, you know a lot of them smaller liberal arts schools or they end up staying up and down the coast um and then they end up getting jobs or they end up going to a, a lot of them here go to medical school because it's there's so many medical schools yeah in the area. um i think it's really interesting but that's why Finding that pocket, Margot, where you can do something that's outside of the box for you, okay, that lights up your soul, mm-hmm. okay, that lights you up on the inside because we all and 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 my daughters are following that same kind of that that same kind of path. That's amazing, but it's also nice to have some sort of. Um, innovation within the path yourself 
because that's what's going to teach you how to problem solve when problems come up outside of the parameters of like you've been in school your whole life and now you're going straight to a job, which is like really an extension of school because they're training you for a year. Right. Mm -hmm. And so problems are going to come up and then you're going to be at home and you're going to have your awesome mom and your awesome dad. So things are, it's going to be really nice. It's a nice transition. But when you decide that you're going to move um, into a different company or stay within the same company and, and have a different job and you might have to move cities or you have to, you, you decide to move into the city with some friends, there will be different things that will come up because there'll be now for the first time your own responsibility. And that's going to be new for you, I think, right? It's scary. And it's, <laughs> you're the baby of the family? Yeah. yeah. I know. I have my baby too. And I actually said to her yesterday, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be upset when your sister leaves for college, but I'm going to be like devastated when you leave because that's like my baby. It's very different when you're the youngest. Like I remember when my oldest sister went to college and it was like my parents first kid in college. Then when it got to Christina, it was like, okay, we're used to this. But then with me, I was like, okay, now they're alone. Like they're, they don't have a child. Like they have children. So obviously that sounds terrible, but they don't have a child that they're taking care of anymore. Like that's so weird. Yeah. And, but it is weird, but at the same time, you know, we're all getting older as your parents and we're like, okay, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice you're going back as an adult that has a job and it's like that nice transition in between. But use this time wisely. Save your money. When you say, oh, I'm going to stay home, I'm going to live at home and commute into work because I want to save money, really save money, okay? <laughs> what is your plan? What, what are your thoughts there? I definitely need to. I'm lucky the company that I work for, I don't remember what exactly the 401k plan is, but my dad looked at it with me to try to help me. And it's really, really good. So I'm going to try to max that out. Yes. And then, I don't know. My sisters both did the same thing. They lived at home right out of college and maybe invest, but got to figure out into what. Well, it's also just good to save and have some cash. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you're going out, you're going to have a very, this is a very social time in your life. And it's a fun time because you're working, you can get, you know, you're not taking any tests or anything like that. So you can schedule your, you know, your weekends are going to be probably, you know, very fun. So when you're having all of this fun and the money's kind of like, now you're probably making more money than you've ever made in your life, right? For the first mm -hmm. time. And it's going to seem like a lot of money. And then you're going to be like, why do I still have the same amount of money in the bank? Because I'm making more than I've ever made and yeah. I don't have any more money. What's going on? Mm -hmm. That's how I am like every summer when I'm like back to nannying, <laughs> money coming in to save for school. I try to save it, but I need to be better for sure. Well, I'm just going to pick a, a simple number. Okay. After you talk to your dad. Talk to your dad about your 401k, see where your output is, and then you have to pick a simple number. Like whatever that number is, if you get paid every two weeks or if you get paid every week, that no matter what happens, that that simple number is going into your savings. Mm -hmm. Okay, like no matter what. And your dad will can help you figure out what a good number that is. And, and it could be anything from $10 to, you know, whatever, but just make sure you get into the habit of doing it. Like you take it off the top as if it was never in the check to begin with. Mm -hmm. Like the 401k, because you know, the 401k you don't see, it goes away, so everybody does it. So make your own little subset of a, of a separate savings account, right? That you just, you, you put a, a set amount of money in there and you really don't touch it, it's for, mm -hmm you don't know what it's for yet. Okay. You, you have no idea and things will come up as you move out of home. You're going to need things. You're going to want to take, maybe take trips. I mean, I know that when I moved back home and I commuted into work, I traveled all the money that I had put aside because I love to travel. 
and I traveled and that was my thing. And I, and I, and I love that I did that. So if there was something specific that you want to do, put money aside for that or just save it. Okay. And if you don't have a specific goal of where you want to spend it, even better, just save it because you have, you know, you're so young and all this money is coming through your hands now and you have this opportunity to live at home. So maximize everything you can get from home. Like, you know, that's amazing. Like your laundry, your food, your this, your that, like you have so many things covered, which is, which is such a blessing. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful. And I'm happy that I mean, I know how lucky I am to have a home that I want to go home to, of course. And like that, like some people are like, oh, I have to go live with my parents again. I'm like, oh, I don't mind it. Like makes life easy. (laughs) I'm sure like, you know, it's nice to go. It's you're in a obviously fabulous city as well. And that's Mm -hmm. going to have all that stuff to do and have your parents there. I mean, that's amazing. But pretend that you don't have that. Pretend in your mind that you need to save. Like, because when you always feel like you have a safety net, you make decisions based like you always have a safety net. And that safety net one day will not be there. It just won't. So what I like to do in situations like that is, you know, you want to you wanna put things into play every week as if you were living on your own because you're training yourself to really live on your own mm-hmm. eventually, right? So yeah, you're putting money aside now, but when you have to pay rent and you have to pay utilities and you have to pay for laundry and you have to pay for food, what would that be like, right? And you don't wanna be two or three years down the road being like, oh my God, I've worked, I've made all this money and I have nothing to show for it. Like you wanna get into the habit of of pretending you have these expenses now and putting you know your mindset around that that way you will in a couple of years or a year or whatever you decide go branch out on your own and have a much easier time because it's not going to be this like shock Mm -hmm. because if you're going like from you know college to home is an easy transition because you're going back home yeah but leaving from your parents' house kind of for the final time, right? And going and living as a young professional is completely different because you are responsible for literally everything for probably the first time in your life. Mm -hmm. So my very simple advice to you is that you can start pretending that you do have these other responsibilities. So when they do come up, you're not shell-shocked. Does that make sense? Yes. I think my biggest, financially, my biggest mistakes are, well, shopping, of course, which a lot of people would say. And then, like, I don't want to call it a mistake because, obviously, donating money is amazing. But anytime I'm like, oh, I, I don't know, I have this amount that I didn't spend this week, I'm like... And then I see like on Instagram, someone posts like the blank foundation honor of, I'm like, okay, I should donate to it, which is of course, it's amazing to donate and give back. But when, I don't know, you did 10% of your paycheck, I think you said, yeah. and that stuck with me because I would love to do that. But is that financially smart? Well, it was for me um, because it motivated me. I was in a sales job. So I I was motivated to make more. I just always gave away 10% of everything I made into, I I just always did that. That's just my MO and and I continue to do it. And I was very fortunate that I married somebody that also was of the same belief. So that always kind of, but that always happened. But I will tell you, you have to be, you have to pick your causes because all the causes are good causes. Mm-hmm. all of them like I, I that's what I believe it's like you know that cause is specific to somebody and it's a it's a great cause and you want to help right 
Mm-hmm. They all have stories that make you sob and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to help you. I want to help you. Right. Well, if you do that, you'll end up not helping anybody. Okay. So it's, you're better off. Um, you're better off picking one to start with. Okay. That, that is a passion of yours or maybe two and you split your money between them. And, and I know people that are very, very wealthy that do this. Because mm-hmm. if they gave, you know, $1,000 to everything, they wouldn't be able to give a million dollars when they needed it. Mm-hmm. So it's the same principle. It's not the amounts that matter. It's really the, the training of yourself. Yes, and you can acknowledge that every single cause is a great cause. Okay? And I could not agree with you more. However, if you give even a dollar to all the causes out there, you wouldn't even have any money to eat. So you have to pick something that is and and take some time this summer to identify what speaks to you and it doesn't need to be forever it can just be for right now and maybe it's not 10 percent, but maybe it's you know you're saving a hundred dollars a week or whatever it is and twenty dollars of that goes to to whatever philanthropic cause that you choose so that way when you see things pop up on Instagram and all of this and, and people are doing GoFundMes and all of that. You don't have that, um, oh, I have to give now because you're already giving. Like you only have a certain amount of buckets, right? Mm-hmm. The buckets are filled with this is the, you know, this is the money for me to live. This is the money for me to save. This is the money for retirement. And this is the money to help others. You can't take the money to live and put it in the money to help others because then you won't it doesn't work like that you'll end up being resentful and and you know all that so be um don't be a reactive giver be methodical and proactive and right now you're reacting okay and and it doesn't mean because you have twenty dollars extra that week that you have to give it right at that time you can put it aside like one of the boards that i'm on we had allotted a certain amount of money from a fundraising effort that we had made um and i'm sure you guys do this in your sorority when it's a cause like when you when you raise money for a cause you have to give all that money specifically to that cause right Mm -hmm. well uh, around the holidays this year we decided to because it was a pandemic and it was the hardest year ever we decided instead of the one cause that we always fundraise for is to open it up and just say, you know what, we're going to give anything we make over this number, we're gonna give to children's charities outside of this charity. One is a children's Mm -hmm. charity, but we were like, maybe we can help more people. Well, we ended up making three times our number. So, which was amazing. So Mm -hmm. we gave the first amount to that company that we, to that um, nonprofit that we always support every year. And then we took months to find, to research where the rest of the money would go uh, because there were so many people in need and we wanted to make sure that it was aligned with um, our causes and what and what we could offer and, and make an impact. So your $20 um, maybe on an Instagram thing doesn't go as far as your $20 at a local place that could buy somebody's meal for some, some kid's meal for a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So think about that. Like I would take this summer since it's your last like free summer and take some time and exercise your philanthropic muscle and start with volunteering somewhere or, or even thinking about where you want to volunteer and build that into your week. And that will also, um, that will become like a, a philanthropic arm for you financially as well. Like you'll, maybe you don't have to give the money yourself, but you can help fundraise. I mean, obviously you did this with your sorority. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, they're not just looking for people to donate. They're looking for people that can raise money. And you have experience doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is going to naturally just make you it's not going to make you happier because you are a happy person, but it's going to keep you fulfilled in a way that no matter what you're doing as your job, you're going to have that other, for that other piece. Mm-hmm. There's something about like giving your time to other people that it feels different in a good way. 
Of course. Pick up one. You're asking the you're asking me. I mean, yeah. this is what I love to do. I I I all day. This is what I love to do. And if that's what lights you up, you're not going to get that at your job right now. And so that doesn't mean you shouldn't do your job and do it really well and build your career. Of course you should do that. But you can do this part for yourself outside of your work and that's going to bring you so much purpose and passion and keep you on and it's a it's a whole different ball game i love the philanthropic work i do uh i mean it's it's my favorite thing i i love it mm -hmm. and even when i even when i'm like i don't stretch myself too thin anymore i did in my 30s so don't do that you know just pick one thing and then when you finish that out then you can add the next thing because you don't want to become resentful like saying yes to too many things. Mm -hmm. I know now what my boundaries are. I had a really great example yesterday and this past week, I had been um, asked to serve on a board of a nonprofit and the executive director of that board um, was at a different nonprofit years ago, years ago. And mm -hmm. she would ask me all the time because we're good friends, if I would be part of that board, because I was, you know, I would help with the cause and I would be like, nope. And she's like, but you're so, and I'm like, no, no, it's a great cause. Don't get me wrong. But I am stretched so thin mm -hmm. that I'm going to end up not liking the cause because I'm going to be, you know, resentful and all this stuff. So I just know what I can do. And here she is years later, an executive director. And I have some time in my schedule because my daughters, I don't, you know, I won't be fundraising for their schools anymore, you know, because they're almost out of high school, that I have this kind of pocket in my life opening up. And I think what's interesting is the decisions that you make now, they don't have to be permanent forever. Just do something. Start somewhere. Okay? If it's, you know, right now, I don't know. I know here in Boston, we have a well, we have a lot of amazing philanthropic organizations like I'm sure you do in Chicago, but we have one in particular that's called the Woman's Lunch Place and it's in, a, it's in the most expensive part of town in a, in a church and it provides women that are um, having challenges or homeless with um, breakfast and lunch seven days a week. And it's literally right next to Valentino and across from like Dolce Gabbana, like really like the most affluent place. Mm -hmm. And here is this church that opens up their doors and this nonprofit works out of there. And I was always just so drawn to it because I was like, you know, these women are here, they can get a beautiful, delicious meal, they can get help and they can be in a, in a beautiful part of the city as well. Mm -hmm. And that's not that's not an organization that I started to even that I didn't even I didn't know about until about two years, three years ago. And I've lived in Boston for 30 years. So there's I'm sure organizations out there that will speak to you because of where you are in your life, you know, mm -hmm. and and you'll find the right fit for you. Just commit to doing it. I want to know by the end of the summer, like what you committed to. Okay. I'll work on it this summer for okay. sure. I'll have lots of free time. So perfect <laughs> for like the last time in my life, probably. So I'll yeah, use I'll, it. I'm going to say probably. Yeah. Until, until yeah. your kids leave for college. Yeah. That will be very far down the line. So. Very far down the line. <laughs> Definitely. Um, how are you feeling about having a remote start to a new job? My friend and I on our walk, we're talking about that too, because she starts in June and she's definitely virtual. She already knows that. Whereas mine's like at least kind of up in the air since it's not until September. Um, I think it'll be hard to make like personal connections, but I'm also hoping because it's a development program. So all of us in it are like the same age. So hopefully we'll all want to go out together for a drink or something. And they asked if people would still relocate regardless because of obviously we're, we'll hopefully eventually go back in the office. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it would be easier to be in person and to train online versus in person, like having hands-on 
help is a lot easier usually, but can't get upset over it because it's so out of our control you can't get upset but you can definitely because upset getting upset isn't going to change anything you have to obviously like i talk about accept it and mm -hmm. be this opportunity and move through it but i'm thinking um even more like what can you put in your day-to-day -day life let's say you start in september and you are remote Let, let's just say that happens okay mm -hmm. it's a training program the way you structure your day at home and like the way that you approach this job is I think really important and is going to really change what kind of experience you have. Um, my gut, because it hasn't been done before, it's like it's not like college students have done this before. They've, I mean, actually that's not true. College students that have started new jobs this past year yeah. during the pandemic have done it before. So I take that. But you have never done it before. Your batch has never done it before. And I think that it could be a very isolating and lonely thing if you're at a computer all day and you're not living with a bunch of roommates, right? And you're not in that kind of college in and out. So I think putting very positive things in your life and structuring your day and making sure that you have human touch points outside of your work is going to make sure that is going to um help you stay mentally sharp and emotionally more fulfilled so does that mean as you're getting to know people from work you know you'll those really everybody's in the same boat which is great right so maybe you'll reach out and you'll socialize but does that mm -hmm. mean that you have a friend from home that's also living like three blocks from you and you make a plan to meet her or him for a walk, you mm -hmm. know, uh, every other day. So you get outside, you get the fresh air when it's when it starts to get Chicago winter, maybe it turns into something different. Or I know what I do with my friend. I have a very, very good friend from one of my closest um, from middle school because she has a very big job and she works all the time as well and we couldn't physically see each other that often but what we would do is we would schedule time like this and it would be like a meeting but it was just like a friendship walk mm -hmm. okay but we couldn't walk so i think put putting a practice like that in from the get-go where you see people that are familiar that you do know that it's purely social i think is super important because not only are you not going to go to work but you're not also going to go and stop at the coffee shop before you go to work or stop at the gas station or do all of those things and have that human interaction that normally would have happened if you were going into the office. You're not going to get on the train. I mean, would you take the train in Chicago to go to work? Yeah. Right. So you would go to the train, you'd probably grab a coffee or you'd grab, you know, you'd say hello and you'd sit next to somebody on the train. Like all of that stuff aside from the work thing is also gone. So building time into your day where it is there, I think is psychologically really important for you to stay sharp. Yeah, it'll be an adjustment. I live with four other girls right now who are like my best friends. So obviously always able to socialize. Like I'll be in class and I'll hear them out there and I'm like, oh, I want to go with the family room. But I don't think I'll get that from my parents. I won't get FOMO from them talking. So I think, I mean, one of my good friends lives like three blocks from me, as you said, at home. And she's the one that's starting online. So I feel like we could definitely walk at least until December. And then just schedule it. That's the thing. Don't say you're going to do it because then it will never happen. You have mm -hmm. to put action. So it's inspired action. So right now you're in a unique part of your life where everything you've been, you've been told pretty much do this and you're going to get like a result within this range. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you have to start doing things completely on your own. Okay. So saying that you want to do it and actually doing it, um, that's a huge disconnect. There are a million dreams and a million intentions that are dead on the floor because nobody ever does them. Okay. So you getting action focused, especially since you're going to be at home and you're going to have 
a lot of time because it's not like you're going to be having to take care of a house or an apartment or a grocery shop, you know, do all of those things that would take up other time. You're going to have a lot of extra time on your hands. So fill it with really good stuff. Okay. Um, make sure you schedule in a time to exercise every day. What, what do you do now for exercise? Depends on the day. I do like bar three, which my sister does too. I don't know if she's ever told you about it. You guys do it with your mom, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. I do like the on-demand classes and then I do yoga sculpt. That's what I did today. On nice days, I do that outside. We have like a front porch here, which is super nice because I can't really jump in my room. We live in like a pretty old house. <laughs> and if we go to like the gyms here, I just don't really like them that much, to be honest. But so I do like workout classes mostly at home, but hope or at home as in like at my college house in the house or on the porch. I went on two walks with my friends today. I like to walk. Yes, I think walking is amazing. And I think mm -hmm. scheduling walking, even if you're walking alone, you just scheduling the time to get outside, especially since you're going into a you might be going into a remote working situation. And it's not, mm -hmm. it's different than your sister who was used to working with all these people and then they went remote. It's a very different thing to start remote as mm -hmm. opposed to transition to remote. So putting these things into your schedule like exercise, like um, social things that really fill you up and will keep you fresh in your mind, I think are super important. And they're not things that you would think of writing down or scheduling because in college probably you can look at your schedule and say, oh yeah, I'll have some time, I'll do this class tomorrow, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, I'm also only in three classes, so I'm a part-time student. So it's even because it's my last semester. So I have even more free time. Right. But. <laughs> right. And you're going to get busy because you're going to have a new job and you're going to want to do really well with your new job. So mm -hmm. getting yourself really organized that way is, I think, the best advice I could give you. That and the clothes. When you start going to work, okay, and you go into the office, I always found it, I mean, we both love clothes and we love fashion as, you know, right? And you love to shop. I found it really important to buy um, things that would work with other pieces, like certain pieces that would work with other pieces. So mm -hmm. I had like a couple of really, really great skirts, a couple of really, really great pants and some great blazers or whatever the the you know, you're in financial services, so chances are you're not wearing jeans. I actually am lucky and I'm working for a company that's, it's not like a financial environment. So they have like a really good company culture and our dress is casual. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So that's like so easy because you can just wear whatever you want. I hope so. They haven't said exactly, but I know like the dress code is called casual. So I, I mean, I know you can wear jeans. Okay. Well, I'm guessing shirts like what I'm wearing. If you if you can wear jeans, that solves 99% of the world's problems, I say right there. I know. And like you're comfy to go out after work. Exactly. So get your I get yourself like set up where you know what you're wearing like every day and it doesn't take up a lot of time in your mind. Mm -hmm. Like getting ready so you can focus on other things like things that you can and I bring up what you're wearing as a simple thing but like what you're eating what you're wearing and how you're getting there three things when you're starting a new job that if you can take those three simple things off your plate it will allow you to focus on your new job and do even better mm -hmm. okay so like the trans if you're commuting in from the train like organize yourself that that way Make sure that, and, and we're talking obviously now, because eventually you will go back to work in, mm -hmm. in person, and what you're eating, okay? Like, I think that there's a lot of time wasted on those things, and it can make you late, it can make you stressed, 
And if you eliminate those three things that you know are going to happen every single day, no matter what, like, yeah, you have to get dressed, you mm -hmm. have to eat and you have to get to work. If you focus on simplifying those things and making them so routine and so like, you don't even need to think about it, like that you can go into your closet, like you have 10 appropriate work tops, you know, like, so you don't have to be like questioning it that you can grab. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes me a really long time to pick out my outfit sometimes, so. I can yeah. sense that a little bit, and that's why I brought it up, because yeah. you, you're, when you're going out, that's a fun thing, and that's an activity, but when you need to get to work and you're commuting in the morning, and I imagine that the Chicago commute is very, very busy, and people mm -hmm. are getting all over the place, so it's like you got to grab and go and like don't stress yourself out with what looks good try everything on over a weekend like what's work approved what's not worked and have a section in your closet that these are my go-to work tops mm -hmm. okay? and these are my jeans that i can wear to work and like you know three or four pairs of shoes that you rotate through and that way you always feel your best because I think that that's also important. Like you want to, you want to feel your best, but you're not spending a lot of energy being like making decisions that, you know, can be made ahead of time. Any decision you can be, that can be made ahead of time, make it. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the basics. And those are things that you don't learn in college because you have a lot of time. A lot of time. A lot of time. I don't know what to do. That's I why I went on two walks today. <laughs> I know. My kids are always like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. And I said, you're never going to be that stressed out in college. You're, you're going to be, you have more work in high school in a row than you do in college. For sure. I was so nervous to go to college for school. And then I realized my classes were easier than in high school. <laughs> and, and you have time in between. You have like, mm -hmm. you have, yeah. Because it's like Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday. So you don't have to worry on the in-between. I'll miss that for sure. How far is Indiana from Chicago? Um, From our suburb, it's like three and a half. From the city, it's like four hours. So it's in much driving. It's super easy. It's really, really common from our high school, though. So coming here, you have to be prepared that you know a lot of people already, which is good and bad. It's of course like a pillow to help you in your first year, but you'll never get that like not at home vibe, kind of. It's good to be at home. Yeah, it is, of course. And I'm so glad I have friends from home here because even like we're all in different social circles now, but then we have our people we can go to and get out and like, not that we gossip when we walk, but when you walk and you talk about your life, there's something about walking and doing it that is just so much better. So much. We were saying that today on our walk, right? There's something about it that just it relieves so much more stress than just like venting. Yeah, and it's nice because it's it's what we talk about. It's movement. Mm -hmm. So movement, you know, keeps it just it helps everything. Do you have any questions for me? Anything that I can answer before we wrap up? Because can you believe it's been an hour? I know that's crazy. I guess the one thing that after we talked yesterday kind of came up and it's, I don't know if I'd say it's embarrassing, but I guess kind of, but I don't really care. I like, don't like doing things that I don't enjoy. And the reason why I came up is because I was, I never cook and I want to, but I made dinner yesterday, super simple, just like pasta, but I made stuff with it and I like didn't cook it all the way at first and I had to put it back on. And I was like, my roommate, one of them like cooks for us all the time. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm not cooking the rest of the year. You're in charge of me. Like I can't do it. And I realized that I'm that way with just things that I'm not good at. I just kind of don't do. Give up. Yeah. Which is bad. And I know that, but. It's not bad. It's just, it is what it is. So don't judge yourself for feeling that way. And of course, we all have these tendencies that that we want to do what comes naturally and instinctually to us, right? That's mm -hmm. everybody has their comfort zones. We're human. But my question to you is, 
do you want to stay exactly where you are forever? No. <laughs> so, right. So that's a very easy question to say no to. And just because you try something and it doesn't go, it doesn't go easily and you don't enjoy it. Like, and some people just never enjoy cooking. They just never do. And that's okay. Okay. But it is a basic skill of human survival, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think the pandemic showed everybody that. Like when people couldn't go out to eat and they couldn't, you know, get takeout, everybody panicked. And I was like, yeah. well, what is everybody panicking about? So, so I think that when you don't want to do something because it because you're not naturally good at it, that will keep you exactly where you are, which is a great place, but we will not grow. So of course you want to evolve and grow, right? Right. So a good way to do that is pick something you really love to eat. Okay. Like what's your favorite thing to eat? I don't know. I always don't know how to answer that question. I like, I, I like Not everything. Because I have like a few. I have a few. Yeah, I have a lot. Okay. I'll just say pasta. Okay. So you like pasta and you like pasta with like uh, marinara sauce or do you like yeah. it like alioli or do you like? I like it all, but we can just say marinara. So that's a very simple sauce to learn how to make. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you give yourself some time this summer, okay, and you get on Epicurious and you get on these like reviewed websites and you find a recipe that you think is really like that you would really want to eat that, mm -hmm. don't make it in time for dinner or make it like some big event. Just make it for yourself and put it in a jar. Okay. And see how you feel about the process then when it's not like, um, when you have to do something, I find that when you have to do something, it always sucks. Right. Yeah. So try doing it for fun, like making a big batch of marinara sauce from scratch that you can jar and then maybe you can give to people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like if you would enjoy making it and you might make it and be like, yeah, that sucks. And I never want to make my own sauce again. And I'm going to go to, and then find your next thing. Yeah. You like to do. Mm -hmm. okay. I need to do it like I, I like to bake and I like to give stuff away because obviously you can't bake every day and eat it. Well, you can have a bite, but you can't eat it all. So I always give it away. So I guess if I think about cooking like that, that I'm cooking for other people too, I feel like that makes me care more when it's for someone else than when it's for myself. For sure. Which makes me very negative, but. No, it's not, it's not, no, it's not negative. It just shows that you have like this, this empathy and this caring, but you know, if, listen, when my roommate and I were in my, in our twenties and we were living together, we would live off of no joke boxes of couscous because it would take 10 minutes to make. And we're both, okay. I, would deem, I would deem us like very, very good cooks. Now she's an excellent cook. And I, I think I'm pretty good myself, but mm -hmm. we would literally get like, a bo box of couscous, okay? And we're like, okay, this is an entire meal. We can just eat this, okay? So you're also at that point where you're young and you don't need to do it all. So pick something, if you, if you don't, if you make things that you're known for, like if it's like, oh my God, Margot makes the best marinara sauce, or just like the best mm -hmm. cupcakes or the best chocolate or whatever, pick like one or two things that you do well that you enjoy doing okay and it's gonna change you're gonna have like your one or two go-to things mm -hmm. that, that are that, that are uniquely yours and you have time this summer to explore that okay and so i don't know um some people are really incredible bakers and they don't really enjoy cooking but there are a lot of recipes that are scientifically based like a marinara recipe or like if you're making some sort of reduction or if you're making some sort of sauce because those are measurements and ingredients so you mm -hmm. might like that because you like to bake who knows maybe you'll have your own line of like jarred sauces <laughs> and it all started here true you might have just signed my mom up for some cooking classes this summer because she's a phenomenal cook, so she might not know it yet, but she has a new student. You're, I can't imagine anything better than my youngest daughter, because my older daughter cooks, 
right? But my younger daughter does not enjoy mm-hmm. If she came home at your age and she was living with me and she said, Mom, I want you to show me how to do this or how to do that, I would be, I would like fall over, <laughs> okay, in complete and utter gratitude. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what an amazing thing to do with your mom. Yeah, for sure. I think I'll, I'll talk to her about it and get back to you. Your mom is already, I'm a huge fan, and I, I can't wait to meet her one day because she's done such an incredible job with you girls. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm sure she would love to meet you. She hears so many things. Oh.